Welcome to Strategy Saturday. I'm Charles Crillo, and today we're going to be discussing what is a capital call. Have you always wanted to invest in real estate, but didn't have the time, didn't know where to find the deals, couldn't get the funding, and didn't want tenants calling you? Since 2006, I've been buying income-producing properties in great locations that provide us with consistent passive income while we wait for appreciation in the future and take advantage of tax laws while we're waiting. And unlike your financial advisor, we invest alongside our investors in every property we purchase. Check out investwithharborside.com. If you like the idea of investing in real estate, if you like the idea of passive income, partner with us at investwithharborside.com. That's investwithharborside.com. A capital call is how a general partner, the dealer fund operator, collects capital from their limited partners, the passive investors. General partners make capital calls when the dealer fund requires more capital. Capital calls typically happen when a fund plans to make a new investment or if the fund or deal requires more capital in order to pay expenses. Different types of capital calls for different situations. In most real estate syndication deals and funds, limited partners will commit a specific amount of capital and then invest this total amount on day one. For example, you commit to investing $50,000 into an apartment complex syndication deal. You will wire this $50,000 into the deal immediately. The general partners utilize the majority of the capital immediately during the purchase and the beginning of the renovations. There is a minimal percentage of capital compared to the total raised still sitting in the, in the bank account for the deal. However, it's very minimal when compared to the amount that was raised. In other types of funds, such as venture capital funds, it is common for the limited partners to commit a specific amount of capital, but only put up and wire in a portion of their committed capital at the beginning of the fund's life. This is also referred to as the initial drawdown. Now, there is no set rule or amount for the initial drawdown. It varies greatly from general partner to general partner and fund to fund. In this type of fund setup, the general partners might be raising $100 million to invest in the companies. However, on day one of the fund, they only have $10 million of the $100 million allocated to specific companies and deals. Commonly, they will do a capital call maybe of 25 or 33% of the total committed capital from limited partners since there is no need to have $90 million sitting in the bank. Instead, they might have $20 million sitting in the bank for the next year of investments and deals. When this $20 million dwindles due to investments and expenses, the general partners will make another capital call. Now, the amount of money that limited partners uh, put into the fund um, is called the paid-in capital. And the difference between committed capital and paid-in capital is referred to as uncalled capital. So, for example, an investor commits $75,000 to a venture capital fund. The initial drawdown is 33% or $25,000. The investor will wire this in. Their paid-in capital is now $25,000, and their uncalled capital is $50,000, the amount the investor still owes to the fund. And when the second capital call occurs, the general partners will send out a capital call notice to limited partners. This notice will outline the amount due, the portion of committed capital, the bank wire information, and the capital call due date, usually within two weeks. For example, I recently passively invested into an angel investment fund for the purpose of investing into early-stage tech startups. The initial drawdown was 33%, and I was told to expect the second one in about 12 to 15 months, and then the third one 12 to 15 months after that. As a limited partner, I have to make sure I have the funds readily available for these capital calls. Now, the benefits of the capital calls model for limited partners, specifically for venture capital funds, are it allows passive investors the ability to possibly earn higher returns than capital that's not being utilized by the fund manager. It offers the limited partners the ability to commit funds to a fund while utilizing cash flows from other investments to fund the capital calls. 
it minimizes the time that the investor's money is unavailable. The benefits for general partners, the fund operators, is that it minimizes cash drags on fund performance from uncalled capital. It helps general partners raise funds since a limited amount of total capital is committed is required up front. There is no rush for fund managers to invest. It allows general partners to invest when and only when they identify good deals. Now, since our show is based mainly around real estate investing, I want to break down some specific real estate capital call situations and that are considered unforeseen one compared to the venture capital capital calls that are, are just explained and understand from the beginning. Now, unforeseen capital calls are very detrimental to a real estate syndicator's business. It shows that the operators do not understand the current market dynamics. They are undercapitalized and they are unable to continue operating the property and business plan without additional capital. If I was a limited partner in a real estate deal with an unforeseen capital call, I would be very concerned with what is happening with the funds that are being called. I would really want to see a different general partner or key principal take over the deal. Now, a capital call may be initiated when there is an unexpected drop in occupancy, uh, economic occupancy, or collections. If the drop to levels that are close or below break-even, they'll be risking the entire asset if they did not recapitalize with a capital call. Now, if the operators continued on this path, they will be unable to make normal property repairs and improvements, and no one wants to work if they're not getting paid, and this will lead to good, good tenants leaving the property and fewer good tenants wanting to move in, which is a recipe for disaster. Now, a capital call might be made if a renovation or development project goes over budget. For example, the project initially thought that 10 roofs uh, needed to be replaced. After purchasing the complex, 20 roofs needed to be replaced within the next six months. The syndicators did not correctly perform due diligence, and now they need to find money for 10 more roofs in the next 180 days. Now, a capital call might take place if financing and debt terms change on a property. And this is a big one that can happen to not only new investors, but also experienced investors alike. If they misjudge interest rates for floating rate debt, if they are paying interest rate of 4% on your debt and interest rates spike 2%, when it readjusts, they do not have an interest rate cap, your debt payments will dramatically increase. That is why floating rate debt is only for experienced investors. If you're interested in learning more about this topic, you can check out um, SS115, SS117, and SS120. Or worse yet, the mortgage loan is coming due and the property has decreased in value. Since it is in recessionary times, most banks are not lending at the same loan to value in order to refinance, operators and limited partners need to make up the spread between the previous loan to value and the lender's new loan to value. So let me give you an example here. So you purchase a property for a million dollars with interest-only debt, 80% loan to value, and it has a three-year term. And the property drops during a recession to a value of $900,000. Well, however, lenders are now lending at only 65% loan to value. So now you need to refinance an $800,000 loan with loan proceeds of only $585,000, so 65% of the new value, which is $900,000. So the operators need to sell and lose $100,000 because the property has dropped 10% from their initial purchase price, plus all the capital they invested, or ask investors for $215,000 to be able to refinance. It's not an easy decision, and it's going to be very difficult when you're going back to those investors. Now, some past investors might feel that since there, there is a capital call, the property is completely lost and there's no hope for it. Now, this might be true in some situations, but it could also be you know false because if you are, it depends on really how the operators handle the problems at hand. 
Now, most operators will put in their own money into the deal at 0% interest in order to write the ship, and others might not have that money or might not want to do that. So it really shows you how important it is that the sponsors that you're investing with are really financially stable. Now, if you find yourself in this position, there are several questions you might want to ask yourself as a sponsor or as a limited partner. How and why did the capital call become unavoidable? What specific events led to the situation? And were they out of the sponsor's control? What could have been done differently to avoid all of this? What happens if the capital call fails? How will additional capital contributions be used? How much additional capital are the general partners putting into the deal, which is a great one. I'd want to know that. How will asset management and property management change? Also very important. And how are the general partners going to reduce and waive fees in order to compensate limited partners? Another great point. Now, most good operators will decrease or fully pause distributions when the first sign of something negative happens. For example, interest rates go up 5%. If you have floating or fixed rate debt, either way, this could dramatically damage the economy and which will damage your possible collections and your, your tenants' uh, livelihood and financial livelihood at the property right now. Now, renovations are going over budget or other repairs have recently appeared that were unforeseen that need to be addressed as soon as possible. Either way, good operators will usually be able to notice small issues now that might turn into big issues on the road. A pause in distributions is much better than an unforeseen capital call. The main goal with real estate syndications is not the distribution, but the equity multiple when the property is ultimately sold. So I hope you enjoyed. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, submit comments on potential show topics at globalinvestorspodcast.com. Look forward to two more episodes next week. See you then. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Syndication Superstars, LLC, exclusively.